0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. Royal Bank of Scotland is bringing in robots to serve its customers, making it the first big British bank to trial the service. Well, I'm joined by Emma Dunkley, the FT's retail banking correspondent, and Jane Howard from RBS to discuss the innovation. Emma, not normally we were reporting on upbeat stories from RBS, but this one does feel rather as if it's an attempt to move on from crisis robots. They're starting to roll them out in terms of their retail banking service. Tell us more.
1: RBS appears to be the first of the large UK high street banks, at least, to have plans to launch artificial intelligence to serve its retail customers. So it's developed artificial intelligence called Luvo, with the help of technology giant IBM, so that when customers have a query, such as I've forgotten my PIN number, or I want to order a new debit card, they can go online, bring up a chat box and have a conversation essentially with this robot. But the The difference between artificial intelligence and just having an automated process answering basic questions is that artificial intelligence can learn over time. So it can, over a number of years with increasing number of interactions with customers, learn to answer more complicated questions. And at some point it could even mimic human empathy so that if a customer is slightly angry, for example, Luvo can respond accordingly to mitigate any anger from the customer's side.
0: All sounds great fun, but of course, ultimately, it's just about saving costs, isn't it?
1: Not entirely. There is definitely a cost-saving element to it. There are estimates out there that in certain processes this could actually save up to 80% of costs. But obviously, it does have the advantage of being able to serve customers 24-7, unlike with uh, human staff. So actually, there is a customer service angle to this as well. And other banks are looking to employ this internally, not just to serve customers. So for example, they could use it to help out with know your customer processes in terms of using AI to gather data on new clients that they're seeking to bring on board in a more efficient manner and in a way that could perhaps remove scope for human error but also things like monitoring trading activities within investment banks so ai can learn over time to spot anomalies with any trades that are being undertaken to help root out potential um, misconduct
0: let's bring jane howard who is head of personal banking at rbs and natwest in now jane maybe you could start by telling us how this is going to work in practice for customers
2: what it means for customers if they open a web chat they will be getting a welcome message. That will make it clear that they're not actually communicating with a human. They'll be asked what their question is or what their problem is. And then we will seek to answer that question using Luvo. What it means we can do is answer the question very quickly because clearly it has the capability to search through thousands of pieces of data.
0: So in that sense, it's better than speaking to a real person.
2: For me, it's about looking for a complementary solution. What Luvo enables us to do is to answer the easier questions, the simpler questions, far faster. And that means we free up the human agent to deal with more complex questions that one of our customers might have.
0: So, if there's a question that stumps Luvo, he or she, is it male? Have we established this?
2: <laughs> I don't think it actually, I don't have established its gender, to be honest. Let's we just say, call it Luvo.
0: Let's say it then. It would pass you over to a human help desk person if the question stumps Luvo.
2: Yes, so if Luvo isn't able to answer the question, it immediately routes through to a human advisor. Or actually, if our customer chooses to want to route through to a human advisor, at any point they can do that.
0: Is there any application of this in branches?
2: No. At the moment, we have to this in web chat. And the reason we've done that is because customers who tend to use online banking are very familiar with things like Siri, which is a very similar application, and therefore they like this sort of technology. So we'll trial it with our customers in Royal Bank of Scotland using web chat. And as we learn from the trial, we'll then seek to understand how else could we use it to improve customer service.
0: So, in essence, it's a service that you're trying to use to improve the experience for customers. But I imagine it's going to save you quite a bit of money as well.
2: At the moment, that's not the driver that's doing this. It isn't a cost-saving initiative. It's actually about reducing queuing time for our customers. So, if we can use Luvo to answer the simple questions, it means our waiting times for our customers are reduced. And then our human people who answer the web chat are able to deal with the other customers more quickly. Ultimately, you could see that it might save us money, but that's not the driver. What's important is improving
1: service.
0: Emma, RBS is, we think, the first to do this kind of thing, but they're not alone across the financial services space, are they?
1: They're not alone. So a number of other insurers are looking to do similar things, but also more broadly, banks and insurers and other financial services companies are looking at biometrics as well. So, for example, we've had HSBC recently unveil uh, voice biometrics as a way to allow customers to authenticate and verify their identity when phoning into a call centre, for example, instead of having to reel off pin numbers and answer numerous questions about their mother's maiden name and their history. But at the moment, there aren't too many banks that are using biometrics to go ahead with payments and launch a payment, for example. Some of the new Challenger banks, such as Number 26 in Germany, are actually using biometrics as a way to initiate payments. So, for example, customers of this new Challenger bank can speak into their phone and say, Siri, I want to pay Patrick £10. And the payment is then sent.
0: You can pay me £10 anytime you like, Emma. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts.
2: Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.
0: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall.